What's up, podcasters? It's your host, Coach Chris. Thank you so much for tuning in to Pod Central. Man, I am so excited. I'm having so much fun doing my show this season. I've switched a lot up. Part of this season, I'm interviewing a lot more podcast experts, real experts that have been in the podcast industry for years, that have a lot of knowledge and insight. Today, we have Kristen Chadwick. I've been on her shows like last year in 2022, and I've known Kristen for a while. So this is one of the experts industry in the industry that I trust. I know she is credible. She's worked with a lot of podcasters. Like this is somebody that we can trust. Right? I want to talk with Kristen today about podcast coaching, because as you all know, I'm a podcast coach. Well, I was because now I'm more so referring a lot of podcasters to other coaches that I know. So Kristen and I are going to really break down what a good podcast coach is, where you can find them, what you should look for, all of this stuff. Kristen, welcome to the show. Thank you. It is an honor to be with you, Chris. And yeah, I always enjoy being with you. Yeah, I like talking with you too, because you're one of the people that is in the space that has credibility. I think because of what happened a little before COVID, but really COVID took podcasting to another level of popularity. So yeah. now... I don't know if you see it as much as me, but I see podcast coaches everywhere. Like it's everywhere. Have you yeah. seen them as much as I have? Yes, absolutely. Especially when you're in this zone and you're very aware of who else is the podcast coach out there. And there's some great ones for sure. And then there's some that <laughs> maybe we should question. <laughs> yeah. And I always, I do question them. I'm the guy that they don't like to talk to because I question them. My first question to a podcast coach is, how long have you had your show? That right there is, it's always the groundbreaking question because either they've had it for a long time or they don't have one at all. It's never in between. <laughs> like it's always, oh man, I've had it for three years and I have fun. I'm in this space, blah, blah, blah. It's great. But then I've also run into a lot of these people recently that have never hosted a show. Mm. Like have never, they don't have, they've never brought a microphone. And I'm yeah. always confused, like, how do you not have any of the podcast equipment, but then <laughs> call yourself a podcast coach? That is confusing. I, I agree. Yeah, you got to have your skin in the game. And you have had to walk through various components of being a podcaster in order to coach someone, for sure. Yes, yes. So that leads to the first question. What would you say are like three kind of like qualifications for a podcast coach? But like before somebody can call themselves a podcast coach or before you will refer a podcaster to that person, what are like a couple of things you want them to have or tools or strategies or skills that you want them to have in place? Yeah. So I'm going to answer this question because I have a life coaching background. And so technically a coach is different than a consultant. It's different than a counselor. It's different than a mentor. A coach is specifically uh, admitting that actually your client is the expert. So your job as a coach is to pull out what they already know within them. So when I say, like when I'm thinking about what would make a great podcast coach, it's somebody who can pull out those things within you that's already there. Like we've been talking about before the recording, how you had a dream for something and how it's developed over time and it's better and better and better. That was all within you to begin with, but it's just mm. drawing it out. Number one, I would say looking for a podcast coach that their agenda is not themselves, but 
you and furthering you, your, whether your goal is, I want to grow my podcast. I want to monetize my podcast. I want to, I don't know, improve my voice on podcast recordings that they are in alignment with what you want to bring to the table as your goal. Yes, they offer their expertise, but the very beginning is that they are there to serve you as the client and to pull out within you what you already know to be true and to follow this vision of a podcast. I like that. I think that's a real important one in terms of the alignment because I tell podcasters all the time, I don't really see you as my ideal client because I talk a lot about monetization. Mm-hmm. And I know that for some podcasters, they only want to do it for fun and it's just, it's a hobby and that's great. But mm-hmm. I'm at my best when I'm helping somebody in monetization. So that's my area of focus. My, that's my area of expertise. In terms of coaching, I can get the best ideas out of you that are going to be the most profitable. Yeah. That's what I'm really good at. So if you don't want to monetize, I just don't really, and even if you want to grow your show, but you don't want to monetize, For me, that's even hard because I know that for shows I work with, shows that I host, the point of growing is to monetize. It's all about money. No, but I know that matters for the people that I want to work with. So it's not to say that you're wrong if you don't want to monetize your show. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I'm not the coach for you. Like I can acknowledge that. I think some coaches would have a problem admitting that because they're so money hungry. They're like, oh, you want to pay me? I'll take your money. I'm not really into that. Yeah. And the motive changes. So there, I think when your focus is on your client, it shifts everything. And like you, you are saying, you know, exactly who you serve well. And so it's actually doing them a service to be like, Hey, I'm not for you, but I know another coach that might be a a great fit for you. So yes, when you're looking for a podcast coach, making sure that it really is in alignment with where you want to be headed. Let me ask you this. Do you believe that the podcast coach I'm hiring has to have had or have currently a show in the same market or niche as me? Is that important? Not necessarily. I, I think that it's helpful, but I don't think it's necessary. If it's like totally opposite from what you've experienced as a coach, then maybe (laughs) it feels like a case by case scenario. Because if I'm looking, so I've hired coaches for myself as a podcaster. I always want to grow. I always want to learn from people that it's not my area of expertise. And so I have hired people that are very gifted in a certain way that I'm not yet gifted in. Mm -hmm. So I will go to them because I want to learn that way. I'm very much one way in my podcasting and my management and how I handle my clients. But I also want to hear how another podcast coach is walking through people's podcasts because it never hurts to learn more and get more tools in your toolbox. Yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree. It helps you grow when you can get around other people that are growing in the same direction as you. And I also believe that in terms of credible podcast coaches or the people that are really ingrained in industry, I don't think it's actually that many, right? I don't think it's like, hundreds of thousands of podcast coaches that are life coaches or business coaches. Yeah. I think that it's still very few of us, but the space, sometimes it does feel a little competitive. Like when it comes to Facebook groups, the competition is out there. And for me, it's been hard to explain that 
I'm not trying to get every single podcaster to be a client of mine. <laughs> so I love what you said about choosing the right coach of making sure that they have the right intentions in mind. So if I'm a podcaster. Where would you advise I look for a coach? If I say, come to you right now, Hey, I want a podcast coach. Where should I look online? Ooh, that's a good question. Actually, my first thought would be, okay, so where are you plugged in to other networking places? So it could be, maybe you've gone to PodFest or maybe you've gone to podcast movement. Who were you drawn to there or who on, I love Apple podcast search. So I search in there for, it's really good. It's really I know good. it is really good. <laughs> so if I want to find somebody like you, that's a monetization coach, then I would search that up and find you listen to your show vet you out. Do I know this guy? Do I like this guy? Do I trust this guy? So that would probably be as a podcaster. My main place to go is an listening to their podcast to see, are they legit? I like that. I would say after I find a podcast, I like, I do this all the time when I'm trying to learn, this is how I learn. Now I will go to Apple podcasts and I search like specific topics, building this startup. That's what I've done so many times. I want to learn a very specific thing. I will go and find five podcast episodes about it. Then I try to go and find those hosts online somewhere whether it's Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn, I want to go and find the person that recorded this and try to talk to them one-on-one. -on -one. And I think that's what you should do. I think it works really well because that's going to show you if that podcast coach is a real coach because yep. the real podcast coaches, from my perspective, at least, they host their show. They also post some kind of content on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter, even Instagram. They yeah. just post content consistently outside of just their podcast. So if they're not posting content consistently and it's just a podcast, that would be a bit of a red flag for me, honestly. I'm curious, what about that is a red flag for you? Because I think if you're a real coach or consultant today, unless you're working at the top tier high corporate level, part of how you get clients or how you build brand is through content. Even yeah, if it's yeah. just you take audiograms from your episode and you put that up, or if you write threads on Twitter, if you do carousel posts on LinkedIn or even Instagram, it's content that generates you leads most of the time. That's yeah. like half of it is content. And I'll say the other half is referrals. So if you're not yeah. posting content, it's just hard for me to look at you and say, yeah, I believe you. And I look at a lot of coaches and consultants that way that are not in the on the like C-suite level working with bigger corporations, just because if we're in a freelance space and we all have our own businesses and we're entrepreneurs, I know you don't have the budget to spend five grand on ads every month. You probably don't. That's just reality. Like no judgment. That's just reality. Like I know. And I know where I was when I first started coaching and consulting and stuff too. And it was a lot of content, a lot of content to start conversations to increase my conversions. So if you're not posting content, I won't say it's a super big red flag, but it would worry me a bit where I'm thinking, mm, what are you up to? Like, why do I not see more of you? Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I was just curious. <laughs> so, Because yeah, one episode per week is just not a lot of content anymore. In my opinion, I know I'm a madman. Three episodes a week. I know it's crazy, <laughs> but I just think, <laughs> I think the amount of content you put out is in direct correlation to the goals that you have and the business you're trying to build. If right. you make 500 to to $1,000 a month per client and you want to have a $10,000 a month, that means you need 
let's say 10 clients. Mm -hmm. So that means to get those 10 clients, you got to post a lot of content because not every person you talk to is going to say yes. So I just think in terms of the sales process for a coach or consultant today, content plays a huge part in that. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. And it, like I was saying, the whole no trust factor, it's just a whole nother level. And you being available yes. to reply, to comment, to engage in those conversations, like you were saying. Yeah, that's kind of why I don't want to do as much coaching or consulting as I used to, because it takes up a lot of my time. And I think it's better too for the industry if we have more coaches and consultants that are credible. I think that actually helps the podcast space grow. Because when we look at the numbers of people that launch shows and then they pod fade, or the people that will keep going, they get to episode 20 and then they drop off. I would say that's because a lot of people aren't growing their shows and they aren't making money. Yep. Top two. Yep. I don't mm -hmm. think that anybody would argue with that. So if we had better and more consultants and coaches, people will stick around longer and then the industry becomes even more profitable. So that's how I see it long term. Yeah. And that makes sense. Absolutely. Yep. So for you, when you're working with a client, how does your process work? Is it hybrid in terms of, oh, I have a bunch of content and then we do calls or do you just like to do calls only? Like, how does it work when somebody's working with you? Yeah. So my main thing is one-on-one. -on -one. If I have, I have a slew of podcasters who are wanting to launch a podcast. And because I've been here <laughs> in this industry since 2016 forever in every department that you can think of. I really love to set them up well. So what does that look like? It's being super clear on your vision of your podcast, being real clear on your content and what you're going to bring to the table, why, and how are you going to monetize it for mm. the very reasons that you brought to the table. So if I'm working with a podcast launcher, they have that option of a one-on-one -on -one launch package with me, or I've been running boot camps where it's a cohort. So there's about 10 people that go through this process. It's a nine week pro process where we do step-by-step -step process to get them to launch current podcasters, whether they are my podcast management clients, or there's somebody that has been referred to me or they found my podcast or social media then I offer the one-on-one -on -one coaching. And what that looks like is really just coming alongside and being like, where do you need help? How can we put in place some tangible action steps and help you either a not avoid pod fade or avoid pod fade, I should say. How do we make steps to monetize? How do we grow your podcast? So growth is my second most popular conversation, I would mm -hmm. say. And so actually my second cohort group is a podcast growth group, which is another 10, a group of 10 or so participants who walk through the process of, okay, what does growth and monetization look like? And that accountability every week, checking in with them where I'm giving them a tool. And then I'm asking all the questions like, okay, what worked, what didn't work? What are your stats saying? What do you think is going on? And really just checking in with the heart of the podcaster. I like that. I like it. So you have a pretty good thorough system set up. And I think it's important to relay and outline what podcasters can expect. I think some of the programs I've seen, the expectations are 
three times as high as they should be because some podcasters think I'm going to pay this coach and I'm going to get this amazing, perfect result. I'm going to have 10,000 downloads an episode and, and mm -hmm. make $100,000 a year from my show. And it's you got to lower the expectations. So for you, how do you tame people's expectations when they come to work with you? That's good. A good question. So my thing is, so I used to be a personal trainer and oh. I, I always connect it to this. Anybody can go online, find a workout and you can work out. Everybody knows what to do. You're supposed to exercise, supposed to eat well, but we pay a trainer because we want a certain result. Actually, the secret sauce of a trainer is the accountability. You put skin in the game and you have to go meet them. <laughs> so you're doing the work because you paid thousands of dollars to go meet with a trainer. And it's almost the same thing with podcast coaching. You've put in a chunk of money to grow your show. Now you're meeting, at least with me, you're meeting with me weekly to discuss like, how did that go? How's it going to go? Did you put in the work? And most of the time it's like half is committed and half is, I don't know. I didn't have time for that, which actually in turn turns on a light bulb of some other things in their life need to switch around because it's off mm. balance or there's a lack of boundaries or they're spending too much time on things that actually are not moving the needle forward. And so to answer your question of like, how do we calm down the expectations is yes, there's a reality of growth. Sustainable growth is slow and steady accountability actions and really taking the time to be intentional about your podcast. I love that. See, I knew you were somebody perfect for the show to kind of help podcasters, that's everybody listening, to understand what the process of growing looks like. It's not something where you can just wake up one day and say, I want to grow my show. I'm going to hire a coach and then you pay the fee. And the next day you have this massive podcast. You have to show up. And I like your process of weekly too. I think weekly is best for most people because mm -hmm. that hour a week is enough time to give them that direction and guidance, the strategies, action steps. And then they have the rest of the week to go and execute, right? Mm -hmm. To get the job done and get to the outcome. I love the balance that you have on a program. So last question before we go, why should somebody work with you as a podcast coach or better yet? This is a better question. What kind of podcasters do you want to work with? Oh man. Okay. I love working with people who are hungry to grow. And uh, if you're a current podcaster, that's who I love working with. You're hungry to grow. You're ready to put in the work. You're ready to explore really what's keeping you back from being consistent or putting that content out there. Those that's definitely my current podcaster vibe that I see in my, in my zone. My other zone is I love working with women who struggle using their voice because mm. that was me when I worked for another podcast, a big time podcast, and I was the producer and they were, the podcast hosts were so sweet and called out in me that I had a voice that needed to be heard too. And they pretty much sent me off and they were like, Kristen, <laughs> you need a podcast, go do your podcast. And that was real hard for me. It was very much fighting that imposter syndrome. And so I love coming around 
women who are like, I think I want to start a podcast, but I don't know what I want to talk about. And I don't know exactly what I would say. And it's those people that I'm like, Oh, I cannot wait to pull it out of you to hear really what you're called to say. And so, yeah, both of those podcasters are my jam. I love it. I love your alignment there. And I got that vibe too. Like, I think that will fit perfectly. See, and that's why I try to tell the coaches that I do connect with that we need more of us because mm -hmm. we'll keep more podcasts in the industry that way. For me, the women that are launching podcasts are in a beginning phase aren't my ideal customers at this point because I did that for five or six years now. Like yeah. I'm now I work with like corporations and startups on launching shows for bigger businesses. So it's just different. So that mm -hmm. it'd be perfect for me to be able to send the women I connect with right over to you. I think that's the balance we need in the space because the more podcasters we can keep here, the more all of us can be profitable and we can continue to share ideas. And my favorite part, make connections. I think that's a huge part of the podcasting space. And I love it. Kristen, where can people find you? Where could they contact you and take advantage and work with you and get access to one of these boot camps? Yes. Oh, I would love it. So you can find me on my podcast, which is Holistic Podcasting, podcast coaching for female entrepreneurs. Or you can find me on Instagram at Kristen Fields Shadwick or on Facebook as well with the same tag. So, yes. <laughs> All right. That sounds good. Thank you for being on. Thank you.